This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Hawaii. Hawaii. One of my favorite places. Me too. Uh, so as you know, and we've both been there, it's mostly known for like its white sand beaches, going and relaxing, letting all your worries stay away when you're going on vacation, Yep. and just being somewhere where you can go and watch the ocean, see waterfalls, all of those types of things. Eat some fresh poke, oh, you yes. can get some poi, it's that's like, not my favorite, but some people <laughs> like it. I do not like it. Uh, you can go get some pie from Ted's Bakery. Ooh, Ted's Bakery. Mm. Plug for Ted's Bakery. Uh, you can go get some shaved ice at Aoki's mm-hmm. and Haleiwa. Oh, what's Not that? Matsumo, though. <laughs> I prefer Aoki's. <laughs> what's that? the name of that food truck? Giovanni's Shrimp Truck. Yes, I love that yes, place. Yes, North Shore Garlic Shrimp. Oh, that sounds so good. We digress. Yes. Because there's a lot of good we have food. A, we have a lot of good memories in Hawaii. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go to Hawaii to unwind and relax and get away from all the crap that you have to deal with in your life. And it's one of those big trips, especially when you're from the mainland, because it does cost quite a bit more money to go. Hawaii is very expensive. Right. But, of course, like any other place, there's all these dark forces and dark stories that happen and um, some mysteries that have taken place, and we're going to get into one. Are you telling me that there's trouble in paradise? (laughs) Ooh, that should be the name of the episode. (laughs) Trouble in paradise. So we're going to talk about Lisa Ow. 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 Who was born in on July twenty fifth, nineteen sixty two, to parents Chester Dennis Ow and okay. Patrice. Um, but I don't want to butcher the rest of her name because I will, and I want to be respectful. That's fair. It is a very long name. Yes. So Lisa had like a really rich cultural heritage from each of her parents. Uh, her father's side was Chinese and her mother's side was Hawaiian. And in 1982, Lisa was about 19 years old at the time. She stood about 5'5". Five five. She weighed around 120 pounds. She was the typical Hawaiian who had long, black, wavy hair. Uh, she actually was also a hairdresser. Uh, oh, fun. Yeah. And in, according to everyone, she was hardworking, responsible, conscious, and careful person. Okay. Uh, Everyone was excited for her future. She was excited for her own future. She had just actually gotten her driver's license on January 18th, 1982, a couple of days before she vanished. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So this whole story starts uh, on one night, January 20th, 1982. She was working as her at the hairdresser shop, the salon, and she was about to finish up work. And 
and she looked outside and she saw that there was like a torrential downpour as Hawaii gets. Absolutely. We've been caught in a couple of those (laughs) storms and it is treacherous. Well, and it's very treacherous for somebody who doesn't know how to drive fully for just getting your license only a couple days before, even though she was 19, I'm sure she had driven and yeah done those things but to be on your own for only a couple of days and trying to drive through i mean what they what they portrayed was like hurricane downpour and yeah. so i would be scared to do that i'm scared to do that right now much less like oh absolutely i hate driving in the rain i think rain is the worst i do too i think it's worse than snow for me yeah fair because i can't see the lines when it's raining yeah well in the snow you can see the track so you just follow wherever everybody else is driving see yeah snow i'm scared of the ice but rain i can't see the road at all Mm -hmm. and so i avoid it all costs so being that young and not having experience in it i can see why she was trying to second guess and be like should i go should i call somebody to come get me or not And then she decided that she would just brave it and she would uh, just go and meet with up with her boyfriend named Doug Holmes. Okay. He was having dinner at his sister's apartment and she wanted to go and see him. Okay. Well, this is where it gets a little bit weird because there's two different stories from two different Ooh. articles. Okay. So one says that she made it there and she had dinner with her boyfriend and his sister. Okay. And one says that she didn't make it there. And so Interesting. It is saying that she stops at a local supermarket. She decided to get some poke on her way over delicious delicious ahi tuna (laughs) so good and salmon Mm -hmm. um so that was pretty much we we i couldn't find which way or another it happened but okay that was the plan was to go over to spend some time with her boyfriend and his sister okay so they're saying that they she never arrived um, we're going to go that route for right now. And then she also never arrived to go like to her parents' house or her sister's apartment, which she could have decided to do because it was raining so bad and she didn't want to make the farther drive. And so maybe she went to go to she usually stayed with her parents' house or at her parents' house. Yeah. But she never arrived anywhere. Okay. So her parents were really, really worried and they called Doug to see if he knew where she was if she ever she heard from him or she came over and decided not to leave and he claimed he didn't know where she was okay but he started he agreed to start searching for her because he was worried as well okay so he got into his car and he spent hours scouring the roads of the area And then he finally came across Lisa's parked car along a highway in Kailua. Kailua? Kailua. Kailua. Near a place called Kappa Quarry Road. Okay. But there was no sign of Lisa, just her car. And 
he decided that he needed to contact the authorities at that point because he didn't know what was going on and she wasn't she was there was no sign of her okay so the police came and they started searching and they found that the car's windows had just been opened up a little bit like halfway down and despite the heavy rains there was some of her car window or some of the interior was inundated with water so they said there was about three inches of water on the ground of the car interesting okay because of the rain and her window being down but then they said that they looked inside and they found her purse sitting on the seat, the passenger seat. Okay. And it was completely dry. So oh. it was it was just like a weird conundrum of why would there be three inches of water? Yeah. And then there was everything else was dry. Um. So they also noticed that she was missing her driver's license and vehicle registration. When they searched the car. Oh. Which they had no idea what would have happened, why she would be missing those two things. I mean, unless like a fake cop pulled her over. That's one of the theories. That's one of the theories. Interesting. Uh, So they also found that the car was actually wiped clean of any fingerprints. Even hers? Mm-hmm. Or any evidence. So it was wiped clean by somebody. Weird. Yeah. What? So, of course, considering all of this and the suspicious nature of this whole scene, the authorities immediately assumed that they had a missing person on their hands or it was possibly a kidnapping. Okay. And an alert was put out to all of Hawaii and especially the local areas. And so over the next 10 days, there would have been, like, the most intensive search they could have on a small island. Yeah. Because right. it's, it's an island. Right. It, like, only, it only takes, like, four hours to drive their circumference. Yeah, it's not like you can just go to the neighboring state. Right. She has to be somewhere on that island. She has to. But Hawaii's terrain is... So green and so many swamps and wilderness, yeah, that there's definitely a lot of places that she could be. That's true. And so they were searching all these areas, and they couldn't find any trace of her. And every day that went by, they started feeling like there it was a lost cause. They were maybe expecting a ransom or something, but. It turned out that nothing came about and no ransom was ever called in. And so then on January 31st, so this is about 11 days after, right? Okay. Ajaka was out with his dog and he stumbled across a highly decomposed body of a naked woman hidden away with some brush down in a secluded ravine. Okay. So police came and it was quickly identified as the body of Lisa, unfortunately. Yikes. Okay. But considering the amount of decomposition and degradation of the remains, no cause of death could ever be determined. Okay. Nevertheless, because of her body being naked and the fact she was found so far away from her car, it was considered to be a murder. 
And it was like most likely a murder because what else could happen when yeah. you are naked and found? Yeah. I don't know, skinny dipping, but at the same time, like, no, it, I mean, I think it definitely fits the MO for a lot of, of homicides, um, especially of like the violent sexual nature. Right. Bodies are usually found naked, just tossed mm-hmm. willy nilly. I don't know how other, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's, I like mean, it's it sounds trash, like, yeah. you know, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. But of course, if you're a murderer, it doesn't matter to you. But it's really sad. Yeah. So no one had a clue of what happened, who the suspect could be, or what would have been their motive. There was new clues that would start to emerge and theories that came about. Okay. And so we're going to go through a couple of those theories. So one of the most curious tips was that there were several witnesses who claimed that on the evening of Lisa's disappearance, they had seen her car being followed by another car with flashing blue and grill lights on it, like a police car, which goes to what you were thinking, right? Yeah. So this was sort of intriguing. And the fact that the window had been rolled halfway down and the purse was dry and the driver's license and registration was missing yeah. and all of that. It led authorities to suspect that the killer may have been impersonating a police officer or perhaps it would have been somebody on the force. And as soon as this theory hit the news, there was an island wide hysteria of people being afraid of the police department and trying to find out who was responsible. Yeah. They had some like theories about how... Which could have been irrational, but this is they thought it was some maniac cop who was stalking the back roads of the island. Okay, that authorities poured they started pouring like a ton of resources into this theory, and they actually tried to convict one officer who seemed suspicious and who had been accused by other witnesses and women that they he was harassing them. Okay. But there was never enough evidence to actually indict him or convict him, especially with the connection to the connection of Lisa. Okay. In later years, there would have been some evidence uncovered by her family and a private investigator who was working with her family. Okay. That the whole pursuit of the police officer as a suspect had just been a conspiracy. And the attempts to have the witness lie they they thought that there was a witness lying to the grand jury about seeing a patrol car and being okay. with lisa so they thought there was some kind of weird you know like cover up or cover something. up or someone trying to get somebody in trouble which there was never any evidence to know which way or it would have been so it was also found out that Lisa had forgotten her driver's license at a market. So remember, she stopped for poke. Yeah. So they finally found her license and it was at the market. She just left it there. Oh, interesting. So after all of this. Yeah. They found it and it wasn't exactly what they thought. Okay. Interesting. 
So it was never taken by a cop or someone impersonating a cop. Was the stuff that she bought in the car? Did no, you know that? No, it was just her purse. Weird. Yeah. While the idea of the police officer was the highest profile and one that caused the most panic, there was also other suspects as well. One of these was her own boyfriend, which you always have to look at the significant other. Absolutely. One officer reported that he had noticed that what appeared to be scratches on Doug's face when they okay. spoke to him the day after the disappearance. And he actually failed two lie detector tests. Ooh. Which is not permissible in court, yeah. of course, but still, that's a little weird. Yeah, it paints you in a bad light. It does. There was also a claim that he was actually arguing with Lisa, and the claim came from a security guard at the apartment where, one, they claimed that she actually had gone with Doug and his sister. So, again... There's just two stories going on here. So if he she actually did go there, the security guard said that that they were arguing outside as well. So, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just confusing because, like you said, there's two different stories. There's two different versions. Right. Um, So we don't know if that's really true there. There was never any concrete evidence or any motive for Doug to kill her. And he was never seriously pursued by the cops anyway. Okay. So who knows? Other leads popped up over the years as well, such as like a witness who claimed to have seen a slouched over woman in a car with a man on the night of the disappearance. But oddly, the police took the information down and never got back to that witness about what she had seen and deemed it unimportant. So they never pursued this. That's interesting. Right. This tip was also indicative of the whole investigation because it seemed like the police just weren't actually pursuing things. They just kept getting these tips or getting these leads and never following through. Interesting. That's why. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. That is weird. And there was also another theory, which I didn't write down, but Honolulu had a serial killer at the same time. Okay. And so they, uh, they thought said that that could be one. She Lisa could be one of the first victims of the serial killer. Okay, because she was in the same age range and that he was the serial killer was killing, and so but they never found any evidence to actually corroborate that. Yeah, did they ever catch the serial killer? I don't know. I didn't look too much at okay. him. So in 1983, investigators made a drastic step to trying to get more answers by exhuming the body to see where they could at least try to find out how she died or like what could have happened. And with the condition of the body and the way it was found, because it was in like the wilderness, like we said. Yeah. And it was covered in dirt and leaves. Uh, It had been wrapped sloppily by the police in a body bag and 
it was just it it didn't seem like they tried to preserve any evidence correctly um but they did start looking at the bones and they looked at the skull and the jawbone and they couldn't find a cause of death and what makes it really weird is that shortly after they examined it the skull and the jawbone just disappeared what yes it it just disappeared from evidence or whoever was examining it and they don't really know where it went what how how do you just steal a skull and a jawbone yeah i know that's weird it is so weird like i imagine a skull i mean i don't know that's weird and if the police department or the ME that uh-huh. works for the police department was examining the remains, like, how could it be gone from there? Right. You would have a logbook of everybody who examined the evidence. Right. Or examined the body. So where did it end up? Right. It's almost as if somebody just didn't want it to be examined any much more. Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I think it was a police officer. That's what it sounds like, right? That's what it seems like, yeah. Because even if she did leave her license at the supermarket, right? where's her registration? Right. And why was her window half down in the pouring rain? Right. Right. Yeah. I and mean, her registration was missing. I mean... That's immediately where my mind went. As soon as he said her driver's license and registration were missing from the vehicle and her windows being her window being half rolled right. down. I mean, it all sounds like uh that you got pulled over by the cops. Right. Yeah. And that's all the information that we have. Weird. Where and did they, the skull go? And no, how do you just steal a skull? A skull and a job jawbone. Like what? Like, I'm thinking, like, you would need a bag, right? Like, to, like, put it in. <laughs> like and a it's golfing like, bag. Or not a golfing like a, a duffel. bowling bag. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you didn't notice somebody bringing, like, a duffel bag in to examine a body? Yeah. No. Or carrying a duffel bag out? Yeah. It's so weird. That's strange. So, we have no idea why she was murdered. There was no motive in place. There's nothing that they could find. And now we're missing the remains as well. So strange. If anybody has any information, please reach out to the Honolulu Police Department. Police Department. Wild. If they'll do anything with it. Right. Because we don't know who's in on it if it was the police. If it was someone on the force. Well, that and then it just seems like there was a lot of tips and information that they were getting and they weren't following through with anything. So interesting. Just very interesting. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast by Village Productions.